My story is something that most folks in my area refuse to believe. I have close friends and family who don't think I'm truthful of the situation, and they think I'm making up a rumor, but everything I've experienced is real. Around the spring of 2017, I had experienced something that I really hope no one will ever have to go through. I live on the north shore of Louisiana in a country town. Me and my friends are your standard country boys who like to fish, hunt, and chase girls. My friend Tyler and I were fishing on what I thought was private property. We had been out for maybe about an hour until we were interrupted by a man. What are you boys doing? Fishing? Yes, sir, Tyler said. Yeah, we've never casted out around this area before, and we seem to be pretty successful. This man was very friendly, and he showed us some tips and tricks to catching. You boys are really catching on and learning fast. What do you do for work? The man asked. We explained to the gentleman that Tyler worked at a local grocery store and that I worked at a car wash. The man laughed and said, Well, y'all probably don't make any money doing that, do ya? We can tell he was just messing with us and being playful, so we took it as a joke. Then he began to tell us that we can make a ton of money selling insurance. We weren't really interested, but he went on and on about selling insurance. I'm not sure at what part of the conversation we introduced ourselves, but he told us people around here just called him Uncle Sid. He asked us if we were thirsty, and we both said yeah, so he told us he was going to run to his house and grab us a couple of Cokes. Well, after he was gone, Tyler and I must have been thinking the same thing, because we both decided it would be a good time to leave. Uncle Sid was nice, but he was quite the talker, and we really just wanted to fish. That night I came home and my older brother was watching TV. I told him about Tyler and I's encounter while fishing, and my brother told me he actually knew Uncle Sid. He said that he's a really good man and does a lot for the town we live in. He also mentioned that Uncle Sid has a great house. My brother didn't really go on for too long about it, and I headed up for bed. The next day I was headed to the same spot to catch some fish. Tyler wasn't with me, and I thought some time with myself in the water wouldn't hurt. After being in my spot for a while, I had a little to no luck with fish, and it started to pour down raining. I was walking through the street when a truck stopped near me. It was Uncle Sid. Hey man, I guess you didn't like the coke. He laughed. I told him we were sorry for bailing on him yesterday, but that my mom called and needed us home after he left. Uncle Sid offered me a ride home, and I trusted him since my brother told me he was such a good guy. On the ride home, he asked if I had been considering the insurance adjustment job. I told him that it sounded like a great gig, but that I was in school for business. He then laughed and said, That's stupid. You don't need school to start a business. It kind of offended me since he had no idea what my life plan was, but I was just thankful to be out of the rain. He told me he was going to run into the local Dollar General, and he told me to wait in his truck until he got back. He asked if I wanted anything, and I politely declined. When he returned, he had surprised me with a Coke and a Slim Jim. I was honestly very happy with this pleasant surprise. He dropped me off and we sat in his car talking, since he was now going on about how he would like to someday go to Costa Rica. I started to become annoyed, and I then interrupted him. Man, I have to get home. Thanks for the ride. 
I felt bad after doing that, since he had just given me a ride and got me a snack, but I was really in a rush to get out of the vehicle. Uncle Sid was oddly pushy, but also overly nice, but kind of an asshole at the same time. The next day I had slept in, and I was off of work. It was a Thursday, so both of my parents and my brother were at work, so I was home alone. I got up to make some coffee, and had been sitting at the family dining room table, when I saw what I thought was a figure at the dining room window. When I then looked at it, it was gone. I thought nothing of it as I went to let the dog out, but I noticed Uncle Sid was now in my backyard. I stepped out and I asked what he was doing. He told me he had been trying to knock at my door for about an hour, but no one would answer. He said that the power was out at his place, and he needed to know if he could use my dad's generator. He mentioned my dad by name, and he said that they were actually really good friends. I wanted to be cool and let him use it, even though it was weird that he never mentioned knowing my dad until now. I let him go with it, but I called my dad afterwards to confirm that he was letting this guy use his generator. When I called my dad, he told me he had no idea who Uncle Sid was, and that he better get the hell out of our yard. I went out to stop the man, but he was gone. The generator was also still in our shed. It was almost like I had dreamt what just happened. I was extremely freaked out and had no idea if he was still on our property or not. I called Tyler and I told him what just happened, but he said that I was probably just tired and wasn't remembering what happened correctly. Tyler said that he ran into Uncle Sid at work and that he had offered to take him to see the Saints play when football season came back. I told him not to do that and that this man was very strange. He just ignored what I said and continued to tell me that Uncle Sid was a good guy. I got extremely tired of hearing just how great of a man this guy was. He was really weird and he seemed to have no life. A few days later, I found a letter in my mailbox. I opened it to read. Hey dude, I hope you're not mad at me. You and your buddy can come fish anytime you want and I'll take you to see the Saints when football season's back. I was really creeped out. Why did this guy leave me a letter? Does he not have anything better to do? I showed Tyler the note a few nights later, and he told me some bullshit like Uncle Sid was just lonely, but I just really think he didn't believe me. I think Tyler thought that I wrote the note myself. My brother Tyler and my parents all thought I was making up a bogus story about an innocent man for attention, and that really bothered me. I hadn't seen Uncle Sid for a few months at this point. I guess he finally got the idea that I wasn't some naive kid that he could take advantage of. That was the end of Sid, until sometime that summer. I received a package in the mail with no return address that had a book on insurance adjustment inside. I figured that it only came from one place. I just left it on my nightstand for a few days, and I planned to throw it in the trash or just take it to Goodwill. But I opened it up, and a picture fell out of it. It was a photo of a young girl who must have been about 11 years old. On the back of the photo... It said, Peyton 2010. This gave me chills to my core. I decided it was finally time to confront this guy, but I wanted to do it on Facebook to avoid any physical confrontation. This guy could have been dangerous. I spent hours trying to hunt him down on any form of social media, but I couldn't find a thing, and I eventually just gave up. This was the end of Uncle Sid reaching out to me, 
but not my last encounter. I went back to fish one day in that spot near his home almost a year later. On my way there, I had passed the fence near his house, and I heard a man crying. I peeked through the fence to see him crying near a big picture of a young girl standing on a table. It looked just like the girl in the picture that he had left in the insurance book. I could hear him cry. Your scent, your touch, your lips. And that was all I could make out. I left the scene completely disgusted and disturbed. What the hell led to Uncle Sid being such a lonely and tormented small town man? Who was the girl? What was his obsession with her? I've always wondered who she could be. I was about 25 years old when this all happened. I had met someone on the Whisper app and started texting with him back and forth. We got to know each other and he told me that his name was Denny. He was 26 and from Alabama. He had just moved to my state a few weeks prior, living with a friend he met on PlayStation just 45 minutes to an hour north of me. After about a week of chatting and him pushing me to meet in person, I agreed. I told him where I was working and that we could get a quick lunch. I did this so our first meeting would be brief and I would have a reason to leave if anything went wrong. But I stupidly got in his truck and we went to Panera. The meeting went okay and he did get me back to work on time. We shared a quick kiss and went on with our days. He had a very thick southern accent. At first it was really attractive and cute, but by the end of all this, his accent bugged the hell out of me. He would always ask, Why? Why? That's what he sounded like. Think about the video of the southern preacher saying why. I found that he really wasn't that bright, and honestly, we didn't really have a lot in common. But I still continued to talk to him, mainly because I kind of felt bad for the guy. For an example of how much of an idiot this guy truly was, we were walking out of a restaurant going back to our cars, and Denny just walked straight off the curb, not looking for traffic at all, and almost got hit by a car going by. If I hadn't have been paying attention, I wouldn't have been able to pull him out of the way quick enough. Hell, looking back, I should have just let him get hit. Anyways, we went on a couple of dates here and there, texted and talked on the phone, and yes, we even slept together. But I found myself losing interest after two months. We really had nothing in common, and the sex was mediocre at best. I told him in person that I didn't want to see him anymore because I didn't see this going anywhere. Well, that's when he lost it. He cried, and he said that he loved me, and just to give him more time, that I would start to love him too. I stood firm in what I said, and I broke it off with Denny. Over the next few days, he would text and call nonstop. He would send me songs and videos, and he tried very hard to get me to talk to him, until one day I got a message that said, Hey, I saw you getting gas the other day. I started to work at the gas station across the street from your work. You were so beautiful out there pumping gas with your hair blowing in the breeze. Wait, what the fuck? Did this guy really get a job an hour away from where he lived to just run into me? Yeah, he sure did. Not to mention this gas station is only three miles from my home. After seeing that text, I avoided that place like I was the plague. 
Of course, he knew I worked just across the street at the diner and would come there for lunch nearly every day. I would see him coming in and then dart as quickly as I could to the back room. I'd peek my head out just to see that he was looking straight back at me. He'd smile and wave. No matter how much I ignored him, he still came in day after day. One day he came in for lunch and he had this look on his face. A creepy smile like he had a secret. I had to go out and clean tables that day, and when I got close to his table, he said, Oh, you always smell so good with that perfume. I miss that smell. I just said, Thanks, it covers up the onion smell quite well. I start to turn and walk away, when he then grabs my wrist and tells me, Drive home safe tonight. Okay, what a damn creeper. Well, I figured out why he said that. Because on my way home after I had work, I had a tire blow out. I called my dad to help me, and when we got the tire off, we then found three very long screws in my back tire, all in a perfect little triangle shape. My dad looked at it and then said, It looks like someone put screws behind your tire. You didn't just pick these up randomly on the road. Oh, well that's just great. I knew exactly who did it, and he sabotaged my tire, the prick. Later that night, my phone dings, and it's from Denny. I'm glad your dad was able to give you a hand tonight. A beautiful woman like you shouldn't have to change a tire. I started to shake. I was scared. I was angry. I was so frustrated with this guy. He had watched us change my tire, and I didn't even notice him anywhere. I finally blocked the number, quit my job, and found another in a nearby city. That was the last I heard from him for months. Until one day when I was waiting at the bus stop for my daughter to get off the bus. The bus pulls up, and I look up to the window, and who do I fucking see? No one other than Denny. He smiled this sick sly smile, and he told my daughter to have a good rest of her day as she stepped off the bus. I know I had forgotten to breathe during this, because I finally gasped as the bus pulled away. I asked her if the older guy on the bus was training, and she said he was a bus monitor, and he made her a signed seat right across from him. I felt sick. That was the last straw. This stalker bitch now had a school bus job, and was now talking to my daughter. I made some phone calls and listed some complaints to the bus in school, and I got him fired after a couple of weeks. Denny had followed me everywhere. He worked close to me, fucked with my car, found my daughter's school and bus number, and had moved to my town. We only knew each other for two months, and this weirdo became totally obsessed. After I got him fired, I never heard from him again. Later on, when I looked him up, I found out that he had moved back to Alabama. Good riddance. There are some really insane people in the world. Be careful who you let into your life. I was in my morning study hall when I received a string of texts from my friend Jace. A guy named Ethan approached him after asking about me. Or his words. Jace's pretty brunette friend. He asked Jace to put in a good word for him and for my Snapchat. Jace refused and informed me the guy was a huge creep. I figured it would go away on its own. It didn't. The exact same thing happened the next day. 
only Ethan approached a different guy from our group. By the end of the week, he'd gone through every guy in my friend group. Every single one refused. All of this effort, and he ended up adding me by search. I was curious to see what this jerk looked like, so I added him back. Barely a second after, he sent me a snap. It was a picture of him. He was ghostly pale with an explosion of freckles across his cheeks. I glanced down at the text below, and instantly my blood ran cold. Typed across the screen was, I've been watching you for years. I always thought you were pretty. I had no idea how to respond, so I didn't. It was silent for the rest of the week, until the weekend. He snapped me again while I was in line for snacks at their school's homecoming game. At first, I didn't know what I was looking at. It was a picture of a bustling crowd. That's when I recognized the snag booth sign hanging above them and the back of my head. I whipped my head around scanning my surroundings, but Ethan was nowhere to be seen. The taste of the popcorn I'd eaten earlier crawled up my throat. I ran into Jace to tell him I was leaving, but he could tell something was off. With shaky breaths, I told him everything. He offered to stay the night since my parents were away, which I accepted. I slept in my room and he slept across the hall. Despite Jace there, I couldn't sleep. That's when I heard it. Thump. Alarm bells were blaring in my mind. Too scared to move, I laid in silence. Thump. It happened again. I couldn't make out what it was. Was it a tree branch? There's a tree directly next to my window. Or did I leave the window open? I exhaled, letting out the breath I didn't know I was holding. All I could hear was white noise ringing in my ears. I slowly opened my eyes to peer across the room, only to be blinded by a white flash of light. Oh shit. Someone mumbled. I shot up in my bed, yanking my lamp on. It was Ethan. Ethan was in my room, and he was holding his phone in front of me. He was taking pictures of me. I screamed for Jace. Ethan dove for the window as I heard fast footsteps approaching. Ethan was halfway out the window by the time Jace got there. Jace dove after the intruder, screaming a number of profanities, but he was slipping out of reach. Realizing where Ethan was headed, Jace sprinted out of the bedroom and left the front door. I scrambled towards the window closest to the street to get a better look. Ethan was quick and was almost at his car, but Jace was faster. He caught up, knocking Ethan right over. Jace threw a few punches, but Ethan managed to escape to his car, which then peeled out down the street. I called my parents who were furious and insisted on taking this to his school's principal the following morning, but Ethan never showed up that day, or the next, or even the rest of the week. It wasn't until later that I found out he left the school and moved somewhere else. I never saw him again after that, and hopefully, I never will. I'm a French 20-year-old female. I'm doing a short contract in a company away from home, so I'm currently lodged in a dorm, and until a few weeks ago, I didn't know anyone at work or in the city I live in. I'd met a guy on a dating app, and I quickly realized we were working at the same place. I had felt really comfortable with that fact. 
We had colleagues in common, and he couldn't behave badly because we literally knew each other's positions at work. So, I mean, if something bad did happen to me in his company, I knew I would be able to report him. So I went on a date with him, and that was one of the best decisions I took so far, because he's adorable, respectful, funny, interesting, and devilishly handsome. Plus, he introduced me to his friends, and he integrated me in the group during a time where I was feeling really lonely, because I was all alone in a place full of strangers. As opposed to what I said in the title, he's not currently my boyfriend. We're in a sort of situationship. All his friends literally know there's something between us. We hang out in public all the time, sometimes hold hands, and sleep together. But there's nothing official, and that's fine with me. That's not the point of the story, but just some context. Here's the thing. Sometimes I noticed that he was staring at his phone with a worried and even angry look. I didn't ask any questions because, well, that's his own business. But I couldn't help but wonder why. The other day we went to a party and I stayed at his house for the night. The day after, we woke up late and we also had some food and then took a nap. When I woke up, he was staring at his phone again and then told me all of a sudden that he had big issues these days because apparently a girl was harassing and stalking him. I was honestly too shocked to even say anything. He went on about how she would call him like 30 times in a row if he dared not to answer her messages and that she was throwing tantrums all the time as well as threatening him of paying him a sudden visit at home. The worst happened a few days ago. She managed to enter our company building in order to see him. Let me just mention one thing. We need badges to pass the doors, and visitors have to pass a security control with guards, as well as come up with a solid reason to enter the building. Spoiler alert. When I woke up, he had just received a message from her saying she would be there in 30 minutes. I immediately understood that it wasn't safe for me to stay, because if she was stalking him because she liked him, she would be furious if she saw another girl in his house. He thought exactly the same, and he brought me home after because he wasn't sure if she was going to actually show up or not. But he wasn't ready to take any risk, because according to him, she was mad enough to do some really wicked things. And that was the case. He texted me in the evening, and he told me she went insane and locked up in his room with a knife. Then she threatened to kill herself. He was forced to call the police, and they brought her to the nearest hospital. She's going to be sent to a psychiatric unit. This event really shook me off, even if I wasn't there. If she had seen me, I honestly think she would have stabbed me or killed herself. My friend could have been accused of hurting her or worse, or she could have hurt him. I also wonder if it was a coincidence that she decided to show up on that day. Maybe she knew about me and knew I would be there. Maybe she had seen us go grab food outside because she was already in the surroundings. But I doubt that she knew about me because she surely would have taken care of me when I was alone. Also, I did leave out one part that I'm going to mention here. He had met her on the dating app too, around one month before he met me. They flirted a bit, but nothing really happened, and she became totally obsessive when he expressed he wanted to stop flirting and cut ties with her. Hence the fact that she would have totally lost it, had she actually seen him with another girl. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, 
to always stay.